You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 73. I'm so glad you decided to listen to my podcast. It's about health, fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle topics. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, thank you for your continued support. Remember to rate and review the show on iTunes or Stitcher as it improves our ranking in the podcast world. I am sure that you have a friend or two who could benefit from all this awesome health information. So be awesome and share this with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast with inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and the healthy living topics, you will be entertained and excited until the end. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a knowledgeable holistic health coach with us today. Her name is Kaylee Donawald. We will be talking about the dairy industry and the power behind whole food nutrition. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Kaylee. Kaylee, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready. Thanks so much for having me on today. No problem. Kaylee is a professional certified holistic health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, board certified American Association of Drugless Practitioners, she is also an International Association for Health Coaches, and she has a 200-hour registered yoga teacher certification with the yoga from Yoga Alliance Neo Yoga. Her education, coupled with real-world experiences, has equipped her with extensive knowledge in holistic nutrition, health coaching, and preventive health. Drawing on these skills, she works with clients to help them make lifestyle changes that produce real and lasting results. Kaylee, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more and how you got started with our audience? Yeah, certainly. So um, a couple years ago, about four years ago now, I was uh, working in consulting downtown. And I kind of found myself not feeling the healthiest. I would have anxiety, a lot of stress, um, sometimes feelings of depression, and just felt an inner sense that I needed to make a change. So um, one day I decided that I was going to take a break from work, and I took a sabbatical and went to India for a month and a half and studied yoga and meditation there. And um, that experience really kind of opened my eyes to a new way of living, a slower-paced lifestyle, and it kind of got me along this path of really questioning everything that I was doing in my own life. Um, so the next year, I took another sabbatical from my job and was gone for about three months. I went back to India, and I also went uh, down to Indonesia. And it was there that I did some detoxes, a little bit of healing, ate a bunch of raw foods, and was doing a lot of yoga and meditation and what ended up happening was my body started to heal itself of a lot of ailments that I had suffered from since I was a child, um, specifically asthma and allergies. I had always had really bad cases of both of those. And I found that once I cleaned up my diet and started eating whole foods, that my body naturally began to heal itself of those. Um, all medicines aside, I stopped taking all medications and kind of just focused on food and lifestyle 
And within a couple of months, uh, my body was completely healed of those two. So it was a really powerful experience and that made me really interested in studying nutrition more and just lifestyle advancement. Um, so yeah, I came back from that trip and over the course of a year and a half, I left my corporate job. I went back to school at the Institute for Integrated Nutrition and I started my own health coaching practice to kind of share this knowledge with other people. Excellent. Very good. And we're going to go into that knowledge of yours in a second. But this is a fun question my audience loves to hear. And that is, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Yeah, so um, we were talking about this earlier, and I think the most unique thing is probably that I'm the only redhead in my entire extended family. So everyone else has brown hair, brown eyes, and all my cousins are blonde hair, blue eyes. So when I was born, everyone was pretty shocked. <laughs> are you sure you're a part of the family? <laughs> We ask them that every day, but yep, we are pretty sure. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. That's so fun and interesting, isn't it? Now, what about this dairy industry can you tell us here, Kaylee? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, so one of the reasons I'm so passionate about dairy specifically is um, just on my own personal path. It ended up that dairy was kind of the reason that I was suffering so badly from asthma and allergies. Uh, for me particularly, it's a food sensitivity. So once I eliminated it from my diet, I found that for the first time in my life, I was able to actually breathe and get a full breath of fresh air that I really hadn't had since childhood. Um, and every doctor I ever went to just kind of said, this is how you were born. And I was on steroid inhalers and allergy shots every week and nothing really seems to fix the problem until I simply remove dairy from my diet. So um, I like to kind of highlight this because a lot of people don't know and with all the advertising out there, um, it's being pushed on us to, you know, drink your milk and get your calcium. Um, but what's been happening in the dairy industry over the past decade is in order to keep up with demand, uh, there's a lot of factory farming going on now, which has a lot of the cows cramped and not under the best conditions. They're very susceptible to disease and infection, and because of this, they're being pumped with hormones and antibiotics. And many of these can be, um, there's traces of those found in their milk that we're not drinking. Um, also, with infection comes uh, an additional mucus in their milk, and all of these things just really aren't the healthiest for humans to be consuming, um, especially in the amounts that we're consuming on these days. There are a lot of really uh, interesting documentaries that highlight a lot of these issues. One of my favorites is called Cowspiracy, mm -hmm. um, which sounds a little dramatic, but it does give a lot of good insights into this whole factory farming and the dairy industry in general with a lot of the influences um, that come into play there. So really, I'm like in shock by all this information. No, not really. Um, <laughs> what is going on with this, um, I guess, push to, to have milk in our lives? And, and what do you see is really the trend right now? Um, you know, I think that a lot of it is pretty political with the dairy industry um, really filtering all the way down to the schools when we're little, kind of teaching us 
about milk and having a lot of these happy-looking cows on commercials. Um, but they certainly make a lot of money off the dairy industry. So it's important, and uh, what I teach is to have everyone really listening to their own body. So, you know, dairy doesn't work for me. Someone else might really thrive on having milk and cheese and feel really great. So for them, that's good. I think it's always important to choose organic sources if you're going to do so. Um, but I did write down a little list of some of the symptoms that are most frequently caused by dairy. I think that it's helpful to have people kind of take a look at this. Um, a lot of these symptoms are like the health issues that come from either having too much dairy or just dairy in general and typically can be completely eliminated if you cut dairy out for about two weeks. Um, so if you want me to share that list, I'm happy to yeah, just go, go ahead, through yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. Well, um, one of the biggest ones is allergies, and it also causes inflammation in the body, a slower metabolism, frequent cold, uh, stuffy nose, acne, IVF, bloating, thyroid issues, weight gain, tiredness and fatigue, ear infections, depression, acidity, which can lead to all types of diseases, uh, weakened immune system, excess mucus in the body, ovarian issues, weakened eyesight, diabetes, chronic constipation, and dull hair and skin. Um, and for me personally, I suffered a lot of these. I know uh, in college specifically, when we're all kind of out late and we're dealing with a lot of different things, um, I was constantly, constantly getting sick. I always had swollen glands and inflammation and a stuffy nose and just allergies. Um, and I actually ended up having my tonsils removed because I was just getting sore throats and swollen glands all the time. And I kind of look back on that surgery and wonder, could I have just healed myself by eliminating dairy back then? Mm -hmm. Because I really was just so desperate to start feeling better. I was just sick all the time. So... Yeah, a lot of these are very common symptoms of having a little bit too much dairy. Hmm. Now, do you, I'm assuming a lot of my audience may have some of these symptoms and maybe a lot of them. Um, how do you coach someone or what would you tell someone if they have these symptoms? Yeah, I would tell them um, that maybe try eliminating dairy uh, for about 14 days. It, a lot of people will call it an elimination diet. An elimination diet is a pretty drastic um, way to kind of dive into seeing food sensitivities. Um, but what it really does is you eliminate the common, most common food triggers, which are wheat, dairy, meat, and soy, oftentimes corn as well. And if you cut those triggers out for a week um, and you slowly reintroduce them one day at a time, it's really kind of amazing uh, the results you'll see. I did an elimination diet for seven days and uh, day by day introduced one of those food triggers back and found that I had a really bad sensitivity to soy as well, which um, as a vegan, I was having a lot of soy milk at the time as a dairy substitute. And after my seven-day elimination diet, I had a little soy soy smoothie and noticed right away that my throat just became really scratchy and kind of itchy. And I was like, wow, this is very insightful. I think that uh, soy doesn't really sit well with me. And um, 
it was hard to recognize that before because you never really know what's the specific trigger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can often be a, a, a long process, but um, cutting out dairy is definitely a really great way to start to kind of try and identify on whether or not that's causing some of the issues that uh, you're having. Excellent. Good. And so um, there is a process. You just um, do you have a worksheet or anything like that that you could help someone um, figure this out for them? Yeah, what I could certainly do is um, give a list of the most common food triggers as well as some really great substitutes for you to have things that you love that don't contain them. So a lot of people, when they think of giving up dairy for seven days, like, well, how am I ever going to live without cheese or all of these things? So, um, you know, there's a lot of really great alternatives that you can incorporate into your diet so you don't feel like you're lacking that. Um, Some of my favorite are plant-based milks. Nowadays, you can get a ton. Coconut milk is my favorite, but there's always almond milk. Uh, there's hemp seed milk, cashew milk. You can make all of these yourself too at home if you have a high seed blender. Um, there's also plant-based yogurts. There's cashew and coconut yogurt. Uh, there's definitely coconut ice cream. So if you're an ice cream lover, you can, you can find that in most uh, health food stores. And there's some dairy-free chocolates out there. One of my favorite brands is called Romeo. Um, it's actually my friend's company, and they make a ton of organic, raw, vegan chocolates that are really great. Um, another one is cheese. Everyone has a really hard time eliminating cheese from their diet. So one of my favorite staples is a supplement called Nutritional Yeast. And that's like a little yellow powder that you can find. Um, Whole Foods has my favorite. It's just a 365 brand. And it's just a deactivated yeast, but it has a nutty, cheesy kind of flavor. And you can throw it into all sorts of things. I love making this coconut curry, but I'll throw in a ton of nutritional yeast in my coconut milk as well as some curry spice. And um, then you just throw a ton of vegetables in there, and it is a really creamy, soft, and super delicious. Oh, wow. I, I was going to say, not to cut you off, but uh, all these substitutes really are uh, healthy and um, eliminate the, the milk that, that you were just talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's no milk in any of these, and the more you're aware of uh, these healthy alternatives that exist, really the easier it is to kind of phase out dairy from your life. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be completely. I think that um, it just depends on the individual, but it really is an insightful process to kind of go through this and study your own body and your own reactions to different foods and really find what works best for you. You know, uh, just a real quick question for you, Kaylee, which is there are people who drink milk and are absolutely fine. What could you sort of say about that type of person? Yeah, and so definitely everyone um, is very unique, and what works for some does not work for others. I think uh, the most important thing is for people that feel great drinking milk all the time, um, just to choose an organic organic brand. Um, so you really are reducing the amount of potential toxins and chemicals that are entering your body. Um, and also there's an environmental impact of having a lot of dairy and meat. So I would also recommend watching some documentaries on the dairy industry just to know 
what you're supporting and, um, you know, the things that you're putting in your body, I think it's important to kind of look at both angles of that, both health and the environment. Great. Excellent. I, I guess what I, where I wanted to go with that question was just you're not 100% totally against dairy people and you hate dairy people and all that stuff, but um, we can do it responsibly, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know never one way or the other. The only reason um, I speak to the dairy industry a lot is just my own personal experience on um, how I had so much healing from eliminating it from my diet. But, yeah, I certainly have tons of friends that are totally – feel totally great eating cheese and so by all means they should eat what they love Um, definitely I think everything in moderation is the way to go very good excellent and if we can kind of transition into this uh, idea of whole food nutrition um, what is it about that that makes is very passionate for you yeah so um, growing up I ate the uh, standard American diet, which is kind of what we say when we're talking about processed foods and fast food. And um, the problem with that is they're all kind of just riddled with a ton of preservatives and refined oils and things that just cause a lot of acidity and inflammation in our bodies and just don't really provide the kind of nutritional support that our bodies need. So um, it was very eye-opening to me when I started eating real whole foods, which just means food in its complete form. And um, it has all the nutrients that we need, the macro and micronutrients in there that are typically lacking from boxed food that we buy at the grocery store. So the more and more we can have foods in our diet, the more we're really supplying our body with the fuel that it needs to function in the way that it was designed to do. Um, A lot of times people get kind of overwhelmed with how to cook with all these things, but um, if you just go online, the Earth Diet um, is a really great website that has very, very simple, you know, five ingredients or less uh, recipes that have all whole foods, and it's a really great way to start learning how to cook with, um, you know, real real nutrients for your body instead of just popping some microwavable meals into the microwave. Real quick question here, which is, how would you how would my audience know if they have a whole food nutrition eating lifestyle versus a versus not having one? How would they know? Yeah. So anything that comes in a box at the grocery store is likely not going to be whole foods. Um, you know, the crackers, all of our snack items they usually have a lot of additives in there. So um, the best way to know whether or not you're getting your whole foods is to shop the perimeter of the grocery store, which has all your fruits and vegetables, um, your grains, things like that. So that is the best way to know. You just want to be able to look at your food and if this is how it was grown and it still looks like that, then you're on the right track. And, and the reason why they are... Uh, the whole foods that is are healthier is because they have all their nutrients in it. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, they haven't been um, you know manipulated in any way. A lot of times, um, bread, for example, white bread has been the, the the fiber has been removed from it, and then preservatives and stabilizers and things are added back to it. So. Oftentimes, our bodies have trouble recognizing and digesting things like that because it's just not in its natural state. So if we're going for grains, you really want to go for whole grain, brown rice, um, and things like that because that's 
the whole grain. That's how it's um, grown, and it hasn't been tampered in any way. Excellent. Good. And um, when you coach someone, uh, when they see you, and um, you're trying to help them out, what do you look for in their uh, eating habits? I'm just trying to get a picture of, like, maybe my clients or maybe my audience, they may know, uh, based on this answer, if that's them. So what do you look for? Yeah, I really look for, first of all, people that are interested in making a healthier change. Um, the reason that this work ends up being so powerful is because the individual really wants to learn more about their health and discover what works best for them. Um, but most people do come to me because they are lacking energy or they have certain symptoms that they just can't seem to get rid of, whether it be skin issues or digestive issues. A lot of people have digestive issues um, that they just can't get under control. Also, things like anxiety and depression and fatigue, um, those are really big ones that can be aided with a healthier diet. So oftentimes, people will come to me for those as well. And um, weight loss, I'm assuming there's a lot of those types of people out there. Is that correct? Yeah, weight loss is a big one. Um, even the people that come to me for other reasons, weight loss is always kind of a byproduct of the work we do together. Uh, the more you start to eat real whole foods, your body um, loses inflammation, really, and it just helps you shed weight really easily. Um, and it's it's really great because we never really focus hard on losing weight, so it's never a diet. It's really, uh, my motto is to crowd things out and never take things away. So you never feel deprived. The work is really just about bringing so much good things into your diet, and the longer you do that, uh, the more your body really just starts to crave those things. So you just naturally are more inclined to eat them, and the bad just kind of falls away instead of feeling like you have to get rid of all these bad things to start. Excellent. Good. Um, I know my audience is like um, always craving ideas about what to make and what to um, purchase. Um, would you have a short list of things to purchase if, if uh, you were coaching someone about weight loss or just trying to be uh, healthier? Would you have a short list of items that they might consider purchasing and then um, do you yeah. have maybe uh, an example meal plan that you could share with our audience because they're always interested in that yeah i could certainly share um things like that absolutely uh right now <laughs> i think a list of um things to purchase would be apple cider vinegar um it's one of my favorite staples to have in the kitchen it is, um, Bragg is the, the best brand, and um, it is a great thing to put in water. It's very alkalizing to the body, so it really helps uh, with digestion. I have a little bit in water before every meal. Um, you could also do lemon water as well. What I often recommend to clients is every morning start out with some lemon water. So always have fresh lemon stuff. That's a really great option. Um, and then... Yeah, that nutritional yeast that I was talking about, I think it's a really wonderful way to make some cheesy sauce, whether you're making pasta or you want to throw it in with some sautéed vegetables. Um, I would definitely pick up nutritional yeast, which you can find usually in the supplement section. Um, I know Whole Foods and Mariano's both carry it. Those are some local stores here. Um, 
and yeah, just a couple of tablespoons and any type of red sauce or like I was saying, coconut. Um, coconut sauce uh, makes it like a really creamy, cheesy sauce without having to add any cheese in there. Very good, excellent. Um, any meal plans that that you could share with our audience that um, might get them thinking about what you're talking about? Yeah, so let's see. In the morning, um, I always start out with lemon water, and then if you are on a vegetarian diet, you could do eggs. Um, vegans often a big smoothie, so smoothie I like to put um, some coconut milk and kale or spinach and then a bunch of berries and a lot of people will like a little bit of protein powder in there. I always throw a lot of cinnamon in there as well. Um, so you can blend that up and chia seeds are a really great source for plant-based protein as well. Um, if you don't want to do a smoothie, you could also do some pancakes that are gluten-free um, and I like mixing some eggs or egg whites with some flax meal. And again, a little bit of cinnamon and maybe a little bit of water. And you get the right consistency and you can kind of grill those up like pancakes. Some good protein in there. And then for an afternoon lunch, uh, you could make a big salad. And the easiest, that's the easiest way to get to a bunch of fresh vegetables. So, you know, any kind of veggies you have, it's, it's really easy to clean out your fridge. You've got a bunch of leftover things. Um, just throw a bunch of vegetables on there. And uh, massage kale is a really good way to have kale. So what you do is you take a bunch of kale, um, kind of rip it up with your hands, put it in a bowl, and then with some type of acidic dressing like balsamic vinegar and some olive oil, you pour that over the lettuce and then you, with your hands, massage the kale and you kind of squeeze the pieces of lettuce really hard. And what that does is it breaks down the external cellular wall the kale is usually pretty tough. It's kind of like waxy, and a lot of people don't like it. Um, but by massaging this kale, it gets uh, a little bit more vibrant green and easier to chew, and it really helps your body break it down a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I do that to my kale, and then add a bunch of different veggies on top. And yeah, balsamic um, vinegar with some olive oil, maybe a little Dijon mustard is my favorite kind of dressing for that. And then dinner, I love making quinoa, so that's really easy to kind of boil up with rice as well, and then just throwing a lot of different vegetables in there, and maybe a fun sauce. Um, sometimes I'll put like some almond butter, or some sweeter type sauces like that. But yeah, just mix it all up in a pan, and I really just throw everything I've got in the fridge in there, and it usually works out. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I was going to say, as you described each meal, um, if people continue to do this consistently, they probably will forget about all the other um, food choices they've been making, the not-so-healthy food choices, that is, right? Right, yeah. It's Your body will really start to crave more natural ingredients, and I find that the biggest inhibitor is really just kind of feeling overwhelmed with what to make. Um, but one of the biggest things that I try to advocate for is to just kind of throw it all together. When it's whole foods and it's healthy, um, if you can just tie a bunch of different things in with a sauce that you love, like a dressing or something, uh, it's really a lot easier to kind of just be like, okay, well, I'm going to throw all this together. And um, it usually always tastes good. So, yeah, don't, don't stress so much about recipes and just kind of see what you have and put it all together and get creative. Very good. Excellent. Um 
we are very close to the end here, Kaylee, and it goes so fast, doesn't it? Um, it does, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm wondering if you could share uh, maybe some final tips, some three health and wellness tips for our audience just to take home and uh, use, and then um, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so I think some of my biggest are start every day with um, some warm water with lemon. I think that that's just a really great way to alkalize your body and get into a nice morning routine. A lot of people are always running out the door and drinking a bunch of coffee, which is really acidic, and um, the caffeine is really harsh on our stomach. So one of my favorite things is to start every day with lemon water or some apple cider vinegar water. Another would be to implement a morning gratitude practice. I think uh, if you can wake up 10 minutes earlier than you normally do and just write down three things that you're grateful for, it really helps um, the mentality, the positive mentality, and that is so important for overall health and just makes you feel so deserving of nourishing yourself with the right kinds of food. And my last tip would be to just move a little bit every day and not stress out about exercising. I think I talk to so many people that are worried about losing weight and they're stressed about getting to the gym and when they get to the gym, they're working out really hard and putting so much strain on their bodies that I would say um, just make sure that you get some functional exercise a little bit every day. That's one thing that my yoga teacher taught me is it's better to do 10 minutes of yoga every day than it is to do three hours of yoga every four days. Mm. So. Just move around a little bit as much as you can and don't stress out so much about it. And then how do people get a hold of you? And yeah, you can get a hold of me. Um, my website is www.kayleyjoy.com. It's K-A-I-L-E-Y-J-O-Y.com. Um, Joy is my middle name. A lot of people ask me that. It's Kaylee Joy. And yeah, my um, email and number are on there, but for anyone that wants it now, it's my email is kayleyjoyhealth at gmail.com, and my number is 847-609-0161. Very good, Kaylee. Um, like I said, this goes pretty fast, and I know that if anybody needs to uh, go back and listen to any portion of this podcast, please do so, um, may maybe for those meals or any of her um, her list of foods. Uh, please go back and listen. And uh, I really appreciate, Kaylee, what you shared. Um, I'm going to see if we can get that list of food, by the way, and, and post it on our show notes for our audience as well. And so um, we'll talk to you soon, Kaylee, and I really appreciate everything you contributed today. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.